This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dot, I assume Tom. Today I'm speaking with the man who helped me fall in love with WCW all over again and the director of his documentary, Nail in the Coffin, The Fall and Rise of Vampiro, Michael Pashton Vampiro himself. How are you gentlemen doing today? Not awesome. Thanks, man. What's that? So not as nervous as you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm too excited, man. Last time I saw you was what, like, start of season four for Lucha Underground. Yeah, been a minute. Yeah. You know, and then uh, Stryker ends up uh, on some dating show where he's uh, getting his sperm count tested. Wait. What? Oh, you didn't know? Oh, uh, my God. You gotta <laughs> yeah. When this is done, I, I have to know. <laughs> okay, for sure, oh, man. You know. <laughs> That is so awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk to you again because it's been forever. And, Michael, you did a great job with the documentary with 15 yeah. years of footage that you got to scroll through forever to try to put this hour and a half thing together. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys. Congratulations on the documentary. It was very well put together. Vamp, your daughter, you know, you did a great job in raising her. She's a beautiful young lady. Uh, she's well put together. She's well adjusted. It looks like all the hell that you went through helped pave the way for her to uh, to save her soul. I'd rather go through what I went through all over again uh, as compared to being a, a single dad with a daughter who's starting to date and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I uh, she's, she's done well, but I think my hell is just beginning. <laughs> well, luckily you got that Krav Maga school and all, all those students in there to be your backup. Well, they, 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 they're unfortunately received the brunt of my frustrations. <laughs> uh, Michael, how did you come along to meet Vampiro and be a part of this documentary in itself? Because Vamps had a very interesting lifestyle. Uh, last I talked to him, he said he had a couple of spirits from an incomplete uh, incantation still following him. And I don't even know if he actually went through an exorcism to get that dealt with. But how did you come into all of this? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I've, I'm a fan of wrestling, um, lucha, everything. I moved in, I lived in Mexico, you know, back in the early 2000s. I ended up working for Super Lucha's magazine. I got to interview everybody and I always heard about the, the sort of the, the, the legend of Vampiro and, you know, how come I didn't know him? I'm from Canada. I should know him, all that, all that. And I finally got to meet him and we, we became friends and then, and then we lost contact and we, we bumped into each other like, you know, 16 years later. Um, at an air, in an airport and then he told me what he was doing, how he was commuting from Thunder Bay to Mexico City to LA and then back again to be back Sunday night. I'm like, why, why are you back Sunday night? He says, because I'm, I'm there. I gotta take, gotta take my kid to school and I'm a single dad and that's what I gotta do. And I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's crazy. And you know, cause I complain about, you know, commuting on the subway and this guy's doing this, right? right? Right. Uh, and I, and so we just started talking. One thing led to another. It was like, this is a story. This is like, I want to tell this story. This, cause like everybody knows Vampiro, the, 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 the legend, the spirits, all this sort of, all that sort of stuff that everybody, you know, the internet chatter. And, you know, he's got an amazing story. And, and, and I think that, and, and he's got another side. And I think a lot of these guys have other sides to, to tell. And it was, it was in him just grateful that he gave me the opportunity to, to follow him around for, three years and, uh, and film him, you know? Right. And, you know, you went through, uh, when Dasha was 
you know, five, six years old and you have footage of there and, uh, Vampiro discussing his previous addictions and personal demons that he went through that he put all aside once his daughter was around and came into his life. That had to have been something for you to go, wow, there are very few people that can turn their lives around so quickly. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, first let's address that addiction thing. I, I really wasn't an, an addict. Okay. I was a, a, uh, an active user. But it really wasn't party drugs. There were drugs to block out the world. Mm. Anxiety, depression, pain, which led to other avenues uh, in the drug culture. And I'm not proud of it. I don't recommend it. Mm. If I went through this again, I would do it exactly the same. Uh, because it's part of who I am. And that's just the way it is. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, when my daughter was born, my, my, my daughter was a gift from God. That's what Dasha means in Russian. And uh, it, it's just, you know, uh, I was going through phases in my life and I, there was no direction. I was free falling and he was out of control and I was lost. And, and when I was blessed with her, at least that was my anchor. That was my reason to live. And that that took precedent over everything. And, you know, and you pulled it off, man. I mean, you know, she's throughout the documentary, we see her growing up. And being a part of your life and helping you fig- deal with some of your issues. I know you had mentioned when you were going to Catholic school, you had an issue with a priest over there. Yet yeah. once, one time we talked, I think it was either season two or season three when you, when you had mentioned the spirit still following you, but that you had a return to Catholicism. Like it didn't drive you away from God. It somehow brought you back to God, even after everything that you've been through. Yeah, no, I'm very extremely religious. That's a whole other movie. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into studying occultish things and that doesn't mean dark it just means ancient histories religions rituals uh where we came from you know i'm a, I'm a big fan of the ancient alien uh the theory uh you know my my faith and dedication to god is is, is unbreakable and uh, it's got nothing to do with the church it just is what it is and uh i just you know it's been something that's with most canadian boys who come from small towns and they're hockey players and they're mama's boys and they you know they they're good, you know, go to school, pray. It's just something that we we're born with. And it's been with me my whole life. And, uh, God, God is my, uh, my protector and he's in my corner. And that's really all I need to know. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And one thing I, I liked, and especially because Michael showed it in the documentary is where you sat there and go, we left Mexico and went back to Thunder Bay for Dasha so she could have a normal life because she had experienced some bullying, but it also gave you a chance to be a dad because it wasn't every 15 to 20 steps, vampiro, vampiro, vampiro. Yeah, that had a lot to do with it. There was a lot of reasons, but yeah, that was a big part of it. And it's just like, I, I needed to focus and center on life because, uh, you know, I was spinning out of control. The economic situation in Mexico was no good. You know, my mental health, my problems were really in the, in full swing. I, I, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I needed to, to, I needed to breathe. Because the ship was sinking. I didn't know if I was going to survive. Uh, I, I didn't know if I was going to live. Uh, this this girl was going through so many problems that she even left home, moved in with her dad. It, it was time to be a man and, and confront these problems and get shit in order because that kid needed an opportunity in life. I already lived life. I was famous. I had a great career. Uh, the things that went wrong in my life uh, are because of me and nobody else. And I have to be accountable for that. And um, 
now it was time to make sure this kid survived. So it took that and that's what happened. Right. Uh, Michael, as the director of the documentary and following Vampiro through these years and footage and everything else, was there some stuff that, that you caught on camera that you're like, this might be a little too sensitive to share, but we need to put it in the documentary. Like how did the editing process and all of this come together? Because there's still heavy moments in there, but I'm sure there's been heavier stuff that you wanted to be in the narrative, but either didn't fit or were just too dark that would have like driven the audience away. Yeah. But that's an awesome question, man. Um, there's a couple, there's a couple of layers here. So I guess first and foremost, is there stuff that we didn't put in? I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. There's, there's stuff in there that stories that Ian told me that, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can't, I can't talk about them. That's stuff that's like some serious, serious, crazy stuff that went on. And I wish I could put it in there, but that would lead to Ian's arrest. So, <laughs> so you know, you know the, there's things like that, but, but that, that, that's one side, but you know, there's, and there's other stuff that just doesn't make sense. You know, it's just, you know, we're trying to cover broad strokes, you know, in a 90 minute time frame, trying to get from A to Z all the way, you know, and, and, and do that. And, and it's, it's a process. We've got 15 years of footage. He's done so much. And, you know, and we're trying to tell the, and the most important part is the family part about, you know, really the core of it was Dasha and, 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 and Ian, right. And the family aspect of it. So between all of that, it got all this sort of stuff. And, you know, the, we, the core idea was, was always family. Like from right from the beginning, when we started talking, the documentary was about him and Dasha. And that was the story, right? Everything else was, you know, the story, you know, the, the, it's just like threading a needle. Right. That's what it's like. And working. So we, we, I partnered with a great editor by the name of Danny Palmer and he can, he can thread that needle like nobody else. And he, he's really great. And, and Danny, um, Danny, uh, will probably know him from dark side of the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's the editor. He's, he did three episodes of uh dark side of the ring for season one. He's from mm-hmm. vice and uh, he did the bruiser Brody uh, episode and all that sort of stuff. So he knows wrestling like the, the back of his tent. Um, and so between all that, he was just, it was just, we had this great conversation about what to do and what to see and what, what stuff to, you know, to avoid and not what's not, you know, not, not to follow, you know, like stuff to cut out. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a hard, hard process, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was, it, it was low budget filmmaking and, you know, we're, we're just, we're so proud of, of how it turned out. I love the documentary. I mean, I, I know it's coming out uh, in September and I've already told everybody that's a wrestling fan that they need to see this. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, but absolutely. It, it, just be real clear. It's not a, a wrestling movie. No, but I know that that'll be the first audience to see it. And then everybody else will, will go afterwards. You know, we got to hit the base first. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Vamp, you talk, you talked in the documentary about, you know, doing collections and keeping your mouth shut because there were some, uh, you know, business people that were, uh, not on the up and up, shall we say. Um, and you wanted to leave and you go to LA to, to get away from that lifestyle. Uh, was Dino Bravo's death kind of a wake up call at that or you hadn't, or you left before that even happened to Dino? Um, I was there. Uh, the easiest way to say things is, uh, you know, when you're in that life, uh, that kind of stuff happens every hour. Mm-hmm. You just need to move on. Right. 
And you, and you were smart enough to get out of that and lucky enough to get out of it. You end up becoming Millie Vanilli's bodyguards. And I'm not trying to give more spoilers than like the first third of the film because we want everybody to watch it. But that's got to be something to be the bodyguards for Millie Vanilli and kind of on the in knowing that, hey, these guys are lip syncing the whole time, duping the entire world. Yeah, but even the way you just said that, it's it's that's everybody's perception. Yeah. Is that really what happened? You know, I don't look right. at it. You know, they're they're just they're you're two street kids. Yeah. Some guy multi millionaire comes up to you and offers you the opportunity of a lifetime. Who's going to turn it down? Right. Right. I I didn't blame him. It would have never been found out. And because I can I can I can tell you some other because I and if you argue with me, you, there's no way that you or any other motherfucker out there can argue with me because I was there. Right. I pressed the play button. Just. You, it can't happen. I can tell you from that era who sang and who didn't, who played, who didn't. And it would blow your fucking mind if I told you what I know, what I right. saw, what I have on film. But I'm not that kind of guy. You know right. what I mean? I'll give a shit. Right. But you know, the Millie Vanilli thing, and I would have done the same thing. Yeah. No, and I don't blame you. Especially, you know. There's a whole, do- there's a whole documentary uh, yeah. right there on, on him and, and, <laughs> and Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't, don't we all do the same thing? Right. We always have to question our ethics and morals. Yeah. Aren't, isn't pro wrestling Milli Vanilli? In a sense, it can be. Yeah. Not dissected. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. No, they, they just, uh, usually when something of that, ha- that magnitude happens, it's because the artist fucked up, which they did, or there's so many jealous people involved that they use them as, as the scapegoats. Right. Uh, it was the night of the Oscars. Uh, not the Oscars, the, uh, the Grammys. Mm. And, uh, they were, uh, they were so high that they mixed parts on stage. Oh, wow. Rob sang Fab's part. Fab sang Rob's part. And that would have been great. Right. For live, but it wasn't. Mm. So you can tell the accents were changed. Right. One guy's German, one guy's French, didn't speak English. Right. So how'd that happen? Gotcha, man. You know, get high after the party. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. That's rumor. You know what I mean? Right. So, but it was a, it was an awesome experience. It was the greatest education I've ever had because I was right. a bodyguard. So I saw the fans and what, how they perceive these people. Mm-hmm. Then I saw these people, how they act amongst each other. And I'm, very, very relieved that I'm just a normal guy. Yeah. Because those people are really, really lost. Right. Well, we're glad with that too. Cause you, you know, you've never been mean to us at any of the Lucha tapings. Everybody always had the nicest things to say about you. Um, you know, from, uh, from our perspective, I know you and several other wrestlers have had your issues. You know, you and John Morrison had an issue for a little while. I love in the documentary and Michael shows this, uh, in the, I think it was when, T- when, uh, Taya dropped the, uh, um, oh, the, the belt. You're a wrestling fan, right? Yeah. Okay. So you know it's all a story. Right? I know it's I know it's a story, but like even like uh, there, there was no heat. There was okay. no if if she or he had a problem, then that's news to me. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, but what I what I did like in the documentary is to to show that like how you were cursing Jeff Jarrett yet still worked with him. I mean, isn't that life? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean a management position part of the territory is you got to make it work 
there's bullets flying everywhere, but it doesn't matter. Your soldiers have to get home. Right. And I got Michael there, who's in, this is also a jump in Michael's career. It's his first movie. How am I, I can't, I can't fuck that up. So I, I I've got to find a way, right? Right. It's called being a pro. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, you know, you get it. Yeah. And Michael, since the vamp just revealed to everybody that this is your first movie, uh, what was something that was revealing to you that, you know, you have your vision of, of how the documentary is going to go. And then you have the reality of dealing not only with Vampiro, but you're in Mexico. So you have people, you know, 40, 50 guys and, and women in the ring or in the locker room that all have their own egos. And, you know, why am I not in the main event? Why am I not the opener? Why am I the third match on the card, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, just seeing that for the first time, you know, revealed on camera. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been behind the scenes over the, over the years and I've seen things like that, but in this circumstance, it was, you know, biggest night for AAA. It was massive. It was like 40,000 people, all these guys. Um, and you know, we were fortunate because I mean, it's just two of us filming this thing. So we were, we could be a fly in the wall and we could just, you know, we just, the whole thing was just follow vamp. And the action is going to, the drama is going to follow him wherever he goes. Right. And that's when like we walk into that room right there and like, you know, Jeff is swearing at us and that it's just like, that's how it is. But I mean, I think the big thing is, is that, um, it's a snake pit from, from my point of view, wrestling, when you go behind the scenes there, it's a, it's a snake pit and you've got, you've got all these guys and they're all alpha women as well. They're all, they're all it's, and, and they will eat you alive, you know? And you all have to be, you have to be respectful of, of, of filming and, you know, you're going to pull back and you, 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 you got to give that respect and it's their world. And I'm just so grateful that, that they allowed us behind the scenes. That's one of the first times that AAA opened up the doors that wide open and said, you gave us, you gave us free run of the whole thing. And they said, you know, you can film anything you want. Just don't film the guys with their masks off. And of course, that's sacred. Right. Uh, but to, to, to have that trust and allow us to, but to, to, to do that was, was, uh, was incredible. Right. Um, but the, but the personalities yeah. and all that. Yeah, like, <laughs> of course, exactly. Uh, but the personalities and everything like that, that was like, uh, that's crazy, right? Because everybody's working each other and it's, it's, and I have no idea. And then, you know, you're filming and, it's just like, just, we just shut up and we just film, follow Ian wherever we go. Right. You know, right. It's and very it's like uh, being in, you know, behind the scenes in a, on a prison documentary. <laughs> exactly what it's like, right. The, the inmates run the prison, dude. <laughs> no, that's yeah. That's it. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I would be remiss to mention these two things. Uh, Kevin Cross, uh, also known as uh, Killian Cross recently won. The NXT world title and unfortunately had to release, uh, relinquish it, uh, due to an arm injury, but he was in the documentary and it was great seeing him in that. Um, I have to mention this though, because there's another wrestling documentary coming out about David, uh, David Arquette. Uh, 20 years ago, he became the WCW world heavyweight champion and Vamp, you were in WCW. What was that night like? for you knowing that David was going over at the request of DDP on thunder. Um, what was the reason of mentioning Kevin? I'm just curious. Oh, cause he was in the documentary. So I just thought it was, it was, you Two know, parter. yeah. 
Okay, because he's a great friend of mine. And, uh, and he's a great wrestler. I just feel bad for him that, you know, he gets the title on the day after he's got to drop the belt because of his arm. Oh, I'm going to hear about, yeah, and you will too, and so will everybody else for the next four years because uh, he likes to do that. <laughs> but I love him to death, and it's not it's not the end of the world, dude. I mean, if anything, it's going to work in his favor because when he comes back to reclaim that or whatever, you know what I mean, he'll just have that much more power. But there's a guy who deserves it. He's going to get it, and he, he's 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 going to be a role model for all the up-and-coming young pro wrestlers following his footsteps. He's educated. He speaks right. He, he, he gets it. So he's I, – I, I love him to death. Um, look, man, David Arquette, at the request of Diamond Dallas Page, great-ass kissing move on Di- Dallas Page's move, you know what I mean, to get him into Hollywood a little better. You know, great, very, very smart politically. Um, I don't agree with it, but good for Dallas. Uh, if wrestlers think that they're more important than the business, then the wrestlers shouldn't be in the business yet. If you're working for a multi-billion dollar company like AOL, Time Warner, and, and WCW is getting paid by them, then you do what the fuck they say. That's why you signed a contract. You don't go to McDonald's and make Burger King, do you? Gotcha. You, yeah. don't, you don't introduce Pizza Hut to the menu because you like pizza. If you work for a company, be a pro. Don't sign the contract and then two weeks later start complaining and you don't want to do anything. Then go back to what you were doing before you signed the contract and watch how fast you kiss ass to get back in that company. You got you to grow up, man. The wrestling business is a business about wrestling. The wrestlers do not have any say in that right. because they didn't if, – if a wrestler wants to complain, then you put your money up. You get the billion-dollar investment. You get the writers. You do the work. Get your hands dirty. Lose money. Lose your house. Lose your marriage. Fuck up your whole life for the rest of time because you're going to get in debt. Then you can dictate who goes up and who goes down. That's what I think. Gotcha. Uh, Michael, you know, I have to ask this from a non-wrestling fan perspective. I know you and I are bo- both fans. We grew up watching mm-hmm. the industry. Uh, clearly, we have mutual friends and acquaintances in, in this industry. But let's say, you know, I got... 20 bucks to burn. It's Friday evening. Uh, I'm, I want to learn something and dispensary. <laughs> well, we're still kind of on, on lockdown here in California. So, <laughs> but the, the title is intriguing. Why do I need to watch this documentary, especially with you being a first time filmmaker? And this is for a fan on the outside looking in. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like we were saying, it's not a wrestling documentary. I think we have the fans, that's the base and and all that. But I think the most important part about this is that it's a story about family. Um, no matter what we do, we all have our jobs in life. Um, but, but, you know, with coronavirus and all this sort of stuff, that, and at the end of the day, where do we go? Right. We always come back to our family and it's, it's, we all, we always can, we always can take something from, from that. And our, I think our strength of families is what's so important. Um, and I think a lot of people, and I think that's the most important part I wanted the people to see is that you, you can relate with that. It doesn't matter. It's about a guy. It's about a wrestler. Could be, he, Ian could be the hockey player, same sort of whatever, right? But it's about a dedication to what he, you know, his, his dedication to her, um, you know, to, to help her get through life, uh, which I was most interested in. Um, it just happens to be that he's a wrestler. 
Um, and I think that's, and I think that's kind of, you know, that's a, it's a thing that we kind of have to get over. Um, which is interesting because a lot of people will, will, you know, who are outside of the wrestling world see this documentary and they're kind of like, oh, well, it's just another wrestling documentary. But it's like, no, and the, the word of mouth, he, he says, no, guys, check this out. It's actually another side to it, you know? Um, you got parallels of the wrestler and things like that. But, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it, there's, there's this, this journey between him and, and, and Dasha that I just found just so fascinating. Right. Well, it's a fantastic documentary, guys. I'm so glad I got to watch it. Uh, the wrestling part was my hook. The documentary itself is, is more than successful at telling the story of a father and, a father and daughter, uh, reconnecting and, and growing together, uh, through heartache and everything else. Um, nail in the coffin, the fall and rise of Vampiro is in limited release September 4th and available on VOD and digital September 8th. Where can we find you guys on social media if we want to connect? Ian's on, well, you can, he's on Facebook, on Twitter, he's everywhere, right? I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Um, that's, you can reach out to me there on Instagram. Uh, that, um, the other thing I just want to add about is that the film will be available on Blu-ray. There's Ian's thing there. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one. Where the fuck is it? There it is. <laughs> Uh, it's got the L ray because I got a TV show on right now and I write a talk show. So nice. you've got a check mark. It's the only one. There's a million vampiro pages out there, but that's the one. Okay. And I respond to everybody too, even if you're a dick. <laughs> that's well, true. Yeah, we, uh, we got a yeah, we got a Blu-ray that's that's coming out. So we got about an hour of extras on there. Oh, nice. Uh, so you're talking about Kevin Cross or Karen Cross? Uh, we have an extended interview with him. Uh, giving more insight into his relationship with, with Vampiro and all that and some things like that. So uh, for me to put all those, to get all those extras on there was, was really, was, was super cool. Nice. And when's the Blu-ray release? Uh, I forget the actual date, but it's, it's, in, it's maybe third week in September. Okay. You can, you can pre-order it now. It's out. It's uh, there's a pre-order link. Perfect. We'll, we'll link everybody to that at the, at the bottom of the interview and everything else. Gentlemen, th- thank you so very much for your time. I greatly appreciate everything. Nail in the Coffin, again, September 4th in limited release, and then on VOD September 8th, and later on DVD with all the Blu-ray features, uh, extra hour of footage, which I'm going to definitely be looking forward to. Blu-ray September 22nd. September, okay. Blu-ray yeah. September 22nd, so perfect. The uh, the extras, me personally, I think it's cooler than the movie. And the movie's pretty badass, but that's just me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you.